Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's done it again. Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut. Aguero. Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City. Leicester City are the champions of England. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of TCK's Premier League podcast with me, Sebastian Noren, Polly Costell and Elliot Niblock. After a uh, short international break, we're now back to league play and we're going to preview the weekend's action here in the Premier League as we got a big, big Manchester derby coming up on Saturday, tomorrow. So we'll probably spend a lot of time on that, much to Elliot's delight. Um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to that game. But first and foremost, uh, we're going to start it off with a little bit of domestic news. As Landon Donovan came out of retirement yesterday, he's rejoining the LA Galaxy. He might even be available on Sunday as they take on Orlando. Um, how shocked were you, Polly, when you read the, the news that Donovan is making a comeback? How shocked? Yes, how shocked? Bombshell. Not, not. I mean, my my friend sent me a text being like two hours later, being like, "Are we are we not going to talk about this Donovan thing?" and and my response was, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't know we paid attention to Donovan before he retired, let alone <laughs> now that he's coming out of retirement. If 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 this is gonna make me watch the MLS, it's it's not. Yeah. I, the thing that I find really funny is, you know, is Landon Donovan eligible to win the Landon Donovan MVP award? <laughs> uh he is, but uh, but he's, he's not in six games, not having played a competitive match in two years. Like. He scores twenty goals in six games. He'll get it. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um, but yeah, so he's back, and um, yeah, the Galaxy they had a couple of injuries, and then Nigel De Jong left, so Donovan felt that he could help out the team a bit. He had a long talk with Bruce Arena, and um, well, they reached out to him. Yeah, he was. Uh, he made a long post on his Facebook, uh, sort of explaining the whole thing, and he was talking to some of the players where because he was doing the call for the game or something. Um, oh right, because I, I I didn't read that and I didn't see a, I didn't see like my friend said so like he he messaged me and he was like so about this Landon Donovan news and I was like what are you talking about and I was like because he blocked me on Twitter so if he tweeted something. I can't see it. He blocked you on Twitter. I forgot about that. That's blocked funny. me on Twitter because I called him petty about the national team. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, Deadspin hit the nail on the head. Deadspin put out an article called "Famous Old Soccer Man Comes Out of Retirement to Join Retirement League." That's pretty yeah. much the best way to sum it up. Yeah, and I mean, it's a move that I think makes a lot of sense. I mean, even Donovan himself, when he said that the Galaxy you know, kind of threw it out there that they were doing so in jest. Or like they jokingly asked if I wanted to come back and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, actually, maybe this does And he was like, sense. well, yeah. And then they were like, oh, uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> this wasn't actually a sincere offer. <laughs> this I is mean, awkward. Now you're at our training base and this is awkward. You know, if not, I mean, if nothing else, like it, 
from from a marketing standpoint, it makes a ton of sense. In the same way that the Mets signing Tim Tebow to a minor league baseball standpoint oh, makes go a there. ton of sense from a marketing standpoint. There. But I like, like I can't avoid Tim Tebow on any of my teams. It's such a joke. Like uh, next thing I know, next thing I know, Josie is going to sign him for United. Yeah, there you go. Him and Usain Bolt. <laughs> Maybe Fuller's owner will build a Tim Tebow statue out there next to Michael Jackson at Craven Cottage. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I felt like when he did retire, he retired at age 32. I felt like that was a little bit premature. He was still playing yeah. pretty well. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, but he was, was an old 32. Mm-hmm. Well, and because he was always a player that relied, not that his skill set was dependent on speed entirely, probably somewhat similar to Theo Walcott. Like, he's got other qualities, but still, you take away his pace after he's on the other side of 30, and it's just, he's not the same player anymore. He also, he started playing at like 16, uh, two, two stints in Europe. Well, and there was there was that stretch in kind of his mid to late twenties where, where he, he was on loan. Yeah, he had no off season. It was just like well, running I mean, himself into the ground. And but yeah, we say he had no off season. When does the MLS end? That uh, ends in like November, right? In November, and he went on loan in January, which is December. yeah. No, it ends. It this year it's only in December. Usually it ends in November though. Yeah. So and then he went on loan in January. So that's he had four or five weeks off. That's pretty much what a European player has off if you go and play at a tournament. So, but yeah, from the American perspective, playing the MLS season, going to Everton, then going straight back to MLS, he had no offseason. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, uh, I guess it's maybe okay for the gal. If he scores one goal in those six games, then... It'll be, oh, huzzah, yay, Landon Donovan scored for the LA Galaxy, and then he can... Although, I mean, he'll probably play in the playoffs. Like I'll tell you this, though. Come 7.30 tomorrow morning, I will have completely forgotten that Landon Donovan is back to playing. Um, <laughs> and it'll stay that way pretty much. I'll forget about Landon Donovan until the next time I see him on ESPN trying to get Jurgen Klinsmann fired. I mean, do you, do you think this can be Which more I guess than just the end of the after, season? What? Do you think he'll stay for more than just the end of this season? Absolutely. If he plays not. well and gets a big money contract, yes. No. I... He would have to become a designated player again, though. Um, but yeah, if he plays well and he sees to himself that he can't, that he could still do this. I don't feel. I don't... Is he really going to be a designated player, though? No. I mean, I think the only. I think that the the extremely slim chance that he stays for another season if he plays really well is that he has to be willing to take a huge pay cut. Like, he has to be willing to not be a designated player because there's no way that they can afford to have him be that. And, you know, I mean, if he wants a swan song, then he's going to have to basically be like, he yeah. had a swan song. <laughs> I know, he's got a whole field but of swans. I don't know if Seb's going to agree or disagree with me on this, but he just had a baby. So sometimes when you just have a baby, you need an excuse to get out of the house. <laughs> oh, Ooh. Yeah, who knows if that played a part? I don't know. I don't know if I would uh, take a job like that, though, when you're away a lot. So, um, Look, yeah. this is the guy that two years ago already said, I can't train at a high level every day. So it's not like the Galaxy don't know that. Yeah. No, and I, I think part of his reasoning for retiring was, too, that he's sort of, he said he's sort of burned out. 
Well, mentally he was burned out, but yeah. that could easily be fixed now because he's been away from the game for two years. Exactly. So we'll see what kind of form he's in. Um, most likely he'll be coming off the bench. Oh, definitely. Um, I don't see him being a starter unless there's I, more injuries. I would be shocked, even if they make a deep playoff run, I would be shocked if even after you know a month and a half, two months of competitive fixtures, he is in any shape to make a run at 90 minutes. Yeah. And if he does start, then I think that Arena knows that he has to make the 60th minute substitution. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. The Galaxy, there's in a pretty good uh, yeah they're in a good spot they're in third in the western conference right now um so they'll make the playoffs and then they'll win the mls cup because that's what they always freaking do (laughs) got a really good home record this season seven wins and seven draws no losses there's just there have been very few teams that have been really really good on the road in mls this year i mean fc dallas has been but anyway we should Move on to the best league in the world. I'm not even going to dismay how not shocked I am about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there have been very few teams that have been very good this year in the MLS. You don't. Well, say. no, I said good with good away records. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna extrapolate that into very good teams. Well, oh, okay, fine, but like actually, there are teams that have been remarkably good at home. Like there are four teams that are undefeated at home in the Western Conference yeah, this that's year. Crazy. Okay, let's move on to the Premier League, and uh, we'll start off with the Manchester Derby, Saturday morning. That was a pretty mundane introduction to what is probably the biggest United game in three years. <laughs> no, I was, I was <laughs> gonna, I wasn't gonna finished there. Was, just another game this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Blue team and a red team. Yep. No, I was going to say that this is the first time that Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola will do battle in Don't, Manchester. Oh, no, we're not doing that. And, we're not doing that. Oh, my God. Oh, not you got to let me do my segues. You got to let me finish yeah, my segue. <laughs> and I know that you, Polly, are going to write about how this is more than just Pep versus Jose. So take it it's away. already written. The, the question is, will it get published in the next three days? Um. Yeah, no. Ellie and I had a big discussion about this, uh, the show that you missed towards the very end when we teased it. Mm-hmm. It's, it. We're not talking about them. This isn't this isn't Pep and Jose's battleground. This is the 172nd Manchester Derby. This this game has existed long before Pep and Jose, and Jose, and it's going to exist long after them. Like, so, let's not focus on them. There are so many on-the-field things to focus on. Don't focus on two grown men who just hate each other. But it adds a little extra spice. A little extra spice, except for the fact that Jose has only beaten Pep Guardiola three times out of 16. Ooh. So, uh, all of a sudden. Stats. Yeah, that all of a sudden, not so. You're not looking so. But again, there's so much stuff to focus on on the field. First place, second place. Two teams going at each other. Pogba. Um, De Bruyne. The other good midfielder for City. <laughs> David Silva. Um, <laughs> Raheem Sterling, who's playing at the top of his game. Zlatan Ibrahimovic trying to make John Stones his bitch. Um, and shove it up Pep, too. Yeah, and shove it up to Pep, because he's not like Pep. Um, no, they, they, I mean, Pep tries to play all cool and aloof, but they definitely hate each other. <laughs> Claudio Bravo making his city debut. Um, that is not the best game to make your debut in. 
It no. does not. So if we could get Willie Caballero, I would be thrilled with that. Sergio Aguero missing the game. How is Pep going to handle that? There's so much to do to not focus on these managers who are inevitably, though they both say we're going to go out to win and though they both want to beat each other, both of them are going to play not to lose and it's going to ruin this ama- this game that should be amazing. <laughs> this is a game where there shouldn't be allowed to be managers. Someone should just pick the 11 guys from each team and say, go play. Yeah. So with Aguero out, he was suspended three games for elbowing Winston Reed in the game against West Ham. Uh, Mourinho said this morning that it could actually make City a bit more unpredictable not having Aguero on the field. It can. He's their focal point of their attack. How do you think they will line up up front? I think it... it, uh, Actually, I think Gabriel Jesus might start. He's been playing well for Brazil. But he hasn't been with City. But again, like sometimes... Sometimes that's good. Sometimes you just need a young player and you you go out there and say, go play. And, And good things happen. Which one? Sorry. Gabriel Jesus? He's not going to be there until January. Oh, awesome. All yeah. right, so Ihanacho, please. Ihanacho. Yeah, Ihanacho. Which is also not terrible. You know, it's, it, sometimes it, it's kind of like, you know, last year when, when United threw Rashford out there. They said, just go play. And he didn't listen to all of Louis Van Hall's bogged down nonsense. He just went out there and played, and that's why he scored goals. Yeah, I've seen yeah, a, a lot of uh, back and forth between United and City fans, the Rashford versus Iheanacho comparison. There. Don't give me that. Rashford's a really good player. It, like, Iheanacho's a good scorer. Rashford's, like, the next Messi. <laughs> wow. No, right, no, no smacking of hyperbole there. He's not the next Messi. We both know, we all know how I feel about him. He is yeah, the no. next Rooney. He's the next Rooney, which yeah. is not a problem either. No. So, Mark Clattenburg is going to referee this game, unfortunately. Oh, I forgot about that, Mark. Ooh, I wonder if he's going to get a new tattoo. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he's going to let us know that he's refing. Yeah. Yeah, Remember, I, Mark, I, I really hope he doesn't screw this up. But if, <laughs> like, you need to, if you need to make a controversial decision, always give it in favor of the home team. Send someone, one of the manager up to the stands or something. I can live with that. Just don't mess with the players the on the field. Game. Do it in the tunnel. Do it in the tunnel. Oh, yeah, send yeah. Off send off tunnel. in the tunnel, which can now happen. That would be brilliant. Send them off to the tunnel. They've picked their 11. Now go to the tunnel, and someone else just sit there and be like, all right, guys, go play. Man, maybe that's how we uh, get this game to be a little bit more open and not just negative canceling out soccer is that Clattenburg sends off a defender for each team before the first whistle. Oof. I mean, <laughs> do, do you remember the uh, the derby at, at, at Old Trafford last year mm-hmm. when – when both teams played the most defensive 4 2 3 ones you'll ever see, and they both just said to their top four guys, like, hey, you guys go and try to make magic happen, but you are going to get no support from your central defenders or your fullbacks. Yes. And it ended in the most boring nil-nil draw. I think it'll be a step up from that, but it ain't going to be... We're not getting the 4 3 one that we got in 2010 either. Mm, no, I think there it's going to be somewhere in between. Um we can sort of move into our predictions here. I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking a two to one win for United. And um, these are the types of games that Slatan lives for. So Slatan is going to be Slatan, and he's going to score. Yeah, I. And you're I, with the God's ears. We'll see. I I think this is going to be. I think it's 
unfortunately, it is going to be that kind of grind out to a draw match. I think it's going to probably be 1-1. Um, I am I am with you on that, Elliot, except I do think that the home factor will be enough for United to sneak in that extra goal. It could, it could I, be. This is... This is probably the biggest game United have played in since Sir Alex Ferguson was managing the team. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Although you're pl- you're playing into the hands of the manager pundits, Paulie. You be careful. <laughs> what do you mean? In terms of defining the legacy of this team and the nature of the game by managers rather than the players on the field, as you don't want us to do. Well, no. There's a difference between comparing them. There's a difference between going with with Jose's team and Sir Alex Ferguson was the, was the club. He yes, was. Yeah. We, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah. So I can I can look back to my my glory, <laughs> my glory Fergie days, and this is the biggest match we've played since. I mean, we played Arsenal last year when we were when we we got back to top of the table back in November. It was November, right? And then Arsenal, like, took a dump and used us as toilet paper. In that game, mm-hmm. but I think we'll have enough to get that second goal. Yeah, it's 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 hard for me not to to agree with you on that, just because of the the home factor and how big the game is. And I think that, I mean, I think that both of you could be right. And Seb, it could be that you know Zlatan pulls it out in the 85th minute and gets that two to one winner. But I'm I'm both, still going to stick with one one. Well, no, Zlatan will get the early goal. The the X factor in this one is going to be, of course, Mr. Rashford. Mr. Rashford, yeah. Off the bench. Well, we'll but see. I, I don't think they're going to win 2-1 now because, I mean, Seb proved last week he could pick the game right, but he can't pick a score right. True. <laughs> so they'll win at least, so that's good. I got a hand to you, Seb. Like, excellent job managing to pick more games right than both me and Elliot and still managing to fall below us in the, to lose ground in the stand. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, I could, I only got one score. Correct. So uh, it is what it is there, but I'll do my best to uh, get back into the game there. God, I cannot wait for this game. My, my Pogba Jersey showed up in the mail last week. Did you just get a Rashford jersey? An England, England one. An England one. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And that's that one right. was that free. Was before the Euros. That one was free. So I took that money that I didn't spend on the Rashford jersey and spent it on the Pogba jersey. Mm. Got to pay that $89 million transfer $15 at a time. Got to contribute my $15 to that 89-pound transfer. <laughs> Got to do my part. Yep. So, yeah, so that's obviously the big game in England over the weekend uh, elsewhere on Saturday Arsenal they host Southampton and I'm so um, not the Arsenal one but. yeah uh, Southampton they've gotten off to a bit of a shaky start Arsenal they're still trying to find their footing as well Elliot how do you think your gunners will fare in this one I uh, I I mean I I've, I've got to pick us to win right like I don't think that you don't have to. I spent all year last year picking us to, picking United to lose. <laughs> that's that's true. But like for all of his ills and hemming and hawing about the transfer market and allowing us to come into the season woefully and obviously shorthanded, Wenger's not Louis Van Hall, at least. <laughs> oh God. But I I mean I don't think that 
Southampton have they haven't looked their best so far. No. And I, I think that even though I you know, I don't think that come the end of this season they're gonna be sitting, you know, what are they, like seventeenth in the table right now or something mm-hmm. like that. Fifteenth. Uh, uh, Fifteenth. Yep. But again, you know, Arsenal playing at home. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see how Mustafi and Perez slot into the team. I'm, I mean, I think that probably Mustafi's going to get the start. Uh, I don't know if Perez will or not. Um, no, but I, Mustafi should go straight into the team. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know he is a, a experienced international. He is fluent in English. Like he'll. He'll, he'll slot in just fine. Um, Please don't rob me of the chance to see Olivier Giroud get more wide open headers and send them wide. <laughs> I man, I, I don't you see know too much. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy it as much when he's doing it with Arsenal. I see it a lot more with France. But oh my god, it's it's just hilarious. Watch now. Okay, so Arsenal are going to win this game three nil, and Giroud's going to score. There's my prediction for you, Polly. All right. That's fine. No, he'll score if they're winning 3-0. It's just a matter of, you know, how many will he miss? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that Giroud is the, like, the greatest paragon of precision for taking chances of all strikers. No, I mean, he's... No, that's Danny Welbeck. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's we won't see him till 2017 anyway, so... I actually read a really interesting article in, in the the Ringer yesterday, the the Bill Simmons site, about how it's not Wenger's shortcomings in the transfer market that's that's the real issue with Arsenal. It's what he's asking his players to do, and how it's about you know like first of all, like everybody's everybody's been begging for years to get a center back, a defensive midfielder, a striker. He went out and got all three this this summer. Uh, whether it took him a while to do it or not, he did it. So you can't really complain about that. Uh, it's what he's asking them to do and how Arsenal kind of play with this fluidity that no one really is locked into a position. They're supposed to be moving around and they're supposed to be really, you're, you're not supposed to know where, where they are. And when, when that works, they score beautiful, beautiful goals. You know, yeah. like one touch pass here and, and, like a one-two here where it's just an unbelievable run and it's just such pretty goals. But you're not going to score 80 of those goals a year and it's almost as if Arsenal are trying to score 80 of those goals a year. Like yeah. those goals are nice, but you need another way of playing. And if teams and teams are learning how to – and it, it, the article mentioned about how, you know, like five years ago in the Premier League, you can get away with playing like that because the Premier League couldn't, couldn't really combat against that. But the Champions League could. The Continental teams were ready to defend that, and that's why Arsenal struggled in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Now the Premier League's evolving to make it harder for Arsenal to do that, and the, the passing angles that they're creating aren't good, and it's not giving people enough room or enough enough options to uh, to really create the break. And uh, Granite Xhaka is, is better than what they used to have there, and he can make longer passes, but a lot of times he's still already getting isolated. And that's really where Arsenal are running into problems because they've had 
big time talent up the field with Ozil and Sanchez and mm-hmm. Ramsey. It's the fact that you don't know where people are going to be and they're struggling to get them the ball in positions where they can, you know, be their most dangerous. See, but I actually feel like the presence of Granite Shaka helps greatly with that because one of our problems is just kind of like walking the ball slowly up right. through the middle third. But Xhaka has the ability to, and I think that, you know, before the international break, we saw glimpses of his not just ability, but eagerness to kind of spray those long passes from a deep lying position in midfield. And right. no that doubt is, about- I mean, but, and I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he builds chemistry with the other pieces of Arsenal's attacking puzzle. And, if you know, because because I in general I agree with you. Like I, it brings to mind a fantastic Wilshire goal against Norwich City a couple years ago. That was exactly those kind of beautiful, quick one-touch passes that just slice through I Norwich's defense. I think that goal was actually in the article. I think they actually gift that one. Yeah, anyway. it's. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful Arsenal goals I've ever seen. But admittedly, you know, I agree. You can't you can't expect to score enough of those per season to actually win the league title. But, you know, in the position of, you know, Xhaka picking out Ertzel, Ertzel bringing in a cross, Giroud scoring a header, or missing a header, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, it, I think that his, obviously, even though he's that, def- like, defensive midfielder, his role in how Arsenal's attack evolves through the course of this season is going to be hugely important to the success of this team or, you know, the ultimate struggles of this team, as we shall see, which is the case. But Elliot, do you feel like Wenger doesn't have a plan B? <laughs> a plan B besides what? You mean a plan B besides his, Besides like, plan A. Uh, well, okay, touche. But besides, you know, his philosophy of kind of playing this beautiful passing game football? Yeah, I feel like they should be a little bit more cynical at times. Well, but I get, I don't know what you mean by cynical in this sense, you know, like. Well, as far as not saying that, oh, let's try and, you know, pass our way through everyone and find these little gaps instead of just maybe chucking the ball long on Giroud and see if someone can fill in from the midfield. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think, first of all, I, I think there's a difference between saying, you know, Arsenal need to do X, Y, or Z tactically more. Like, they need to spread the ball wide and send more crosses into the box as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, keeping it narrow and trying to walk it through into the penalty area. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that, you know, even though Vardy decided to stay with Leicester, and I actually, as much as I would have liked to have seen him at Arsenal, I applaud the decision, and I think he made the right decision, right? Like, he still gets Champions League football. He's playing with the defending champions of England. And if he stays at Leicester for a few more seasons, like, I mean, he's going to have legendary status there. Yeah. End of story. But as long as he keeps scoring. Well, yeah, as long as he keeps scoring, but even if he falls off the pace, he's still you know going to be a hero there as opposed to a flash in the pan failed signing. If that happened at Arsenal now, but I nonetheless feel that Wenger's ambition to sign him combined with already having signed Shaka shows that awareness of, you know, okay, what worked really well in the Premier League, as, you know, Paul, you were talking about shifting tactics, that uh, being able to play in a team that has a creative player like Mares, 
a player like Danny Drinkwater playing from deep-lying midfield, spraying those long passes, sending long through balls, and a pacey forward who can get on the end of them and is a clinical finisher. You know, that pairing of Xhaka and Vardy looks very similar to me to the pairing of Drinkwater and uh, Vardy at Leicester. And so that, to me, does show... I mean, I don't know if you call it wholly a plan B, and I don't think that Wenger would ever, ever, ever totally abandon his plan A philosophy of, you know, the brand of football that he has pervaded for, you know, more than a decade. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, I do think that signing Shaka and trying to sign Vardy, you know, perhaps that does show some awareness that, okay, we're never going to be... Tony Pulis sit back and defend occasional long ball team, but maybe we do need to bring long balls more into our <laughs> attacking arsenal, if you will. Yeah, I kind of agree with Seb though that sometimes you need to be a little bit more cynical. I, and I, I look, Wenger has this belief that the big teams are supposed to not only win but win playing a good, playing a beautiful, appealing style, and I 100% agree with him. It's one of my Issues with United signing Jose Mourinho in that if they have a one nothing lead after 60 minutes, they're not going to play well anymore. Um, but as as I told you before, before we started recording, I'm I'm reading Sir Alex Ferguson's first autobiography where he wrote about how you know there were games where they needed to change their tactics and play a bit more defensively and how he hated doing it. But sometimes you just have to do it to win, and yeah. I think that's you know like. That's what you have to do. I'm like, look, you don't have to do it every time, but sometimes the situation calls for it, and I don't know if Arsenal can do that. Is it? Is it really the? What's the name of the book? My autobiography. Okay, that's a, <laughs> that's the second one. Yeah, not the first one. The yeah. one that focuses mainly he on has, the United. <laughs> he has managing my life, my autobiography, right. and then he has Alex Ferguson, my biography, and no, then leading. Leading is the third one. Yeah, leading is the third one. That's leading. I read that one last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot of uh, soccer books out there. Well, there's a lot of Fergie books, and I will read any Fergie book because listening to him speak does nothing because I can't understand a word he's saying ah. and how any of those players that he ever managed understood what was coming out of his mouth uh, is beyond me. Yeah. I like the, the side tangent here, but I really like the uh, the name of Andrea Pirlo's book. I think, therefore, I play. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Might even sound even better in Italian. Who knows? How do you think this game goes? Through? Almost everything sounds better in Italian, man. That is true. That is true. Uh, I'm gonna go with a three to one victory for the Gunners. I'm gonna go. Because Southampton has not impressed me. No, I'm going to go 2-1 just to be different. Um, yeah, just to be different, but 2-1 to Arsenal. Yeah. All three of us picking Arsenal, you know what that means. Mm. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Then Bournemouth, they take on West Brom. Um, Bournemouth off to a rough start. They're in 19th place. Uh, West Brom, they're in 10th. This could be an ugly game. And by ugly, I mean a lot of West Brom sitting back and then trying to uh, find a goal on a set piece. Yeah, but, but Bournemouth have their secret weapon, Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire. Yes. So, yeah, I have 
Wenger came out, you know, and said that Wilshere doesn't really need to prove anything on his loan spell with Bournemouth. He just needs to. He also told Wilshere he's playing for his Arsenal career. Yeah. Well, he needs to make up his mind. Because on one hand, he says Wilshere has nothing to prove. He just needs games. Yeah, that's what he said publicly. Yeah. He told him privately, you're playing for your Arsenal career. By the way, Bournemouth played AC Milan in a friendly last week. Yeah. Can you talk about a more random thing happening <laughs> in the middle of an international break? AC Milan traveling to Bournemouth? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the Premier League, man. Pretty soon there will be no such thing as a minnow. It's the evolution of the pond at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, oof. Ah, this has a draw written all over it. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I... I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 to Bournemouth. Damn it, Elliot. That's what Killing I'm going with. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Then we got a newcomers meeting between Burnley and Hull at Turf Moor. Uh, you know, Hull gotten off to a pretty good start there. Two wins, one loss. And uh, still, the sale of the club has not still gone through. Mike Phelan says he wants the job as, on a permanent basis at manager. But it doesn't really seem to affect the, the few players that they have. Um, and they got some players in here before the deadline as well, so... Do you think Hull can keep going on their positive streak here, or is Burnley too tough to crack at Turf Moor? Burnley only I... tough to crack at Turf Moor when they play when they play good teams. Yeah, I I don't know. This is this is the one that I see one one draw written all over. Ah. Uh... I mean, Hull has looked, they've looked pretty good and now, you know, got some break there, got to rest some play or, you know, some rest during the international break. Some new players come in. I'm going a Hull win here, two to one. Well, I was thinking about doing that. Uh, I like I liked the two to one to Hull. I'm going to go one one. No, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go nil nil. Okay. What do you? What did you say, Elliot? One one. Yeah, I I don't think it'll be scoreless, but I also I just I can't see a winner emerging out of here. <sighs> yeah, no, I think it'll be scoreless. Both these teams kind of don't score well. Burnley only scored against Chelsea or against Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, they did get that two nothing victory over Liverpool. Then Middlesbrough, the other newcomer, they take on Crystal Palace. Uh, Palace reportedly uh, having two Bentekes in the squad for this one. Uh, Christian is expected to start, and then his younger brother, Jonathan, is going to be on the bench. <laughs> Jonathan Benteke. How old John- is Jonathan Benteke? 21 years old. They got him uh-huh. from uh, Belgian side. Uh, what's their name again? Oh, I had forgot about it, but... Um, yeah, it's basically one of those things. It's like when Chelsea uh, bought Aiden Hazard and they signed his brother. Uh, yeah. Thorgan? Thorgan, yeah. When they signed Thorgan? Thorgan. 
and then sent him out on loan like everybody else. Yep. Yeah, the thing with Palace is that Louis, they brought in Louis Remy on loan from Chelsea, then he got injured, so now he's going back to Chelsea for his rehab, opening up a spot here for the young Jonathan. Uh, yeah, do we see Palace getting out of their funk here with, you know, the Bentekes? No. no suck. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, I'm come- going 2-1. Two one to the Burrows. Ah, uh, no! This time you stole my thunder, Pauly. That's yeah. why I went first. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Guzan does not keep a clean sheet, but Middlesbrough win two one. One one. And mm. Benteke. No one keeps clean sheets anymore. Benteke will score. The question is just which Benteke. Ha ha. Uh, hedging your bets a little, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I would I'll be. Bet, I'll bet Benteke does not score. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll throw on Jonathan the last five minutes so he can play with his brother. Stoke, they're at the bottom of the table. They host Tottenham. And, um, yeah, Stoke not looking good. Not looking good. Uh, Tottenham, though, not very convincing. We saw a lot of their players during the international break play for England. They're, they still look a bit sluggish. They look awfully sluggish. Yep. Harry Kane is a shell of himself. This Delhi kid sucks. He needs to go back to being LA. <laughs> um, there's my first name on the jersey theory, which yeah. we, dispro- we disproved awfully quickly, but still. Um, yeah, but like Stoke. What happened to sexy Stoke? Yeah. I mean, they... But this is, we're just already quickly saying the same things about Stoke that we did last year. Like, wow, this is a squad that on paper looks like it has a lot of talent in it, but it just can't quite put it together to perform up to that level. And, it's, you know. Well, I mean, it does. Kind of like last year they were sexy Stoke, and this year we're like, we're seeing the effects of like last year they were the pretty girl who just went out every night, and now, you know, years of not sleeping and booze and cigarettes are taking their toll on her. Well, the thing is too, that I feel like she after, became Bohan Kierkegaard after <laughs> Jack Butlin went down, they sort of fell off. Butlin yeah. bailed him out so many times. He played phenomenally yeah. well. And now they're forced to play a 40, 40 year old. Yeah. 40 year old Jay given. Wow. Wow. Boy. Because Howgard is out injured too. And remember last year when these two teams played with this fixture, Spurs blew the doors off Stoke. Yeah, yeah. I I hate to say it, but I'm I'm nervous that this might be Tottenham's kind of bounce back match that yeah. Harry Kane puts two goals past Shea Given and Tottenham run out like four one winners. Mm. He better because you know he's got to hear. He's got to hear Marcus Rashford breathing down his English, his England neck. So he better wake up. Um, I'll go four I think nothing. Four nothing. What? Four nothing. Four nothing. I think three one. No one keeps queen sheets anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Then unless, unless you're Jose Mourinho managed side. Yeah. West Ham they take on Watford. Um. Yeah. What's the status on Dimitri Payet? He played. Last week for France. Came on yeah. as a sub. Yeah. Do you think he'll... Yeah, he's he'll start. He'll Demi- start tomorrow. Demi- yeah. starts for club. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And the, so similar to what I hate to say it, but admit I think was going to be the case that Tottenham kind of returned to form against Stoke, I think West Ham, you know, really with his return are going to be able to turn it on against Watford and win and this one. Don't forget handily. about the second half against City. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They, I mean, they looked like they looked like a championship side team going into the Etihad in the first half, and then they came back out as West Ham in the second half. Um, so I think they're starting to put it together. Yeah. This is always the funky week because you know the first three games of the season, you have te- you have players coming back from from the national teams, so they weren't that you didn't have preseasons, and then. You go out and you buy a bunch of new players on the deadline, and then everybody goes to their national team for a week. And now you got players coming back, and they're just meeting each other again, and you have two days to integrate them into the squad. It always takes a little bit of time here through September to really fully integrate the squad again, and then when you finally have it ready, they go on break again. Got to love the way the Premier League's set up. It sure isn't boring, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham. Yeah, let's go with a West Ham win. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. I'm glad mm-hmm. Seb decided that for the collective unit. Yes. Yep. <laughs> now it's just a matter of how much. I'm going to go 2-0 because nobody yeah. keeps clean sheets anymore. Yeah. I'm that's, go that's, sheet. Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to say, but at least it's not, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm two nil too. Okay, three, I'm okay with going with the same scores as Elliot, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, exactly. I was just thinking that Paulie. I was just like, well, if you're picking it, that's okay. But watch yeah. now, Seb's gonna get all of them on the nose yeah. this week. Yeah, we'll see. Three to one. That's my prediction. Martin Atkinson, the referee for that one. Um, then we close things off on Saturday with Liverpool against Leicester. Can we get a? The reason as to why Martin Atkinson's important. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying that he might do something stupid too. Yeah, he'll be he'll give Watford a penalty kick for just because he likes the color of their jerseys. Basically. <laughs> yeah, so Liverpool Leicester, that's a late game on Saturday. Um, bipolar Liverpool. You never quite know what you're gonna get there. It's not bipolar Liverpool. It's just Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Oh, okay. And I saw a stat on them like a week ago about how like they've conceded like more goals than anybody since he took over or something like that. But they concede a lot. Yeah. And Leicester, are they back? Oh. They got a narrow win over Swansea before the break. They brought in a lot of really good players too. But the question is, are they going to gel yeah. the way? So, like, it's almost like, it's almost like, um, you know, last year we spent the entire season being like, I can't believe Mark Albrighton is a starting winger for the team that's leading the, uh, that's leading the Premier League, and yeah. then maybe it's like Mark Albrighton is like the perfect balance for that team, though. You know, like just the the perfect role player who doesn't need to do too much. You just have him out there. He's gonna put in a shift. He's gonna work. Kind of like Ji Sung Park at times. And like, oh, maybe maybe that's the. I don't know. I I gotta see more of Leicester before I figure out what the hell they're doing this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and as you said, Paul, it's so hard with the 
the okay three games and now international international break coming back from it. I mean, I I could really see this game going either way. I could see Liverpool. Yeah, this, and this is one of the games they lost in, last or, year. Yeah, I, I, this this might be the hardest fixture to pick of this entire weekend. I think. Yep. Uh. But I don't want to fall into the trap of overrating Liverpool. <laughs> you, you've been wary of that trap since before the season began. Because <laughs> you don't understand. Like I talk with like a lot of a lot of the people I talk with are Liverpool fans, and it's amazing how much they drink the Kool Aid this year, and how much they're not willing to like give United any credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know them being like. Them, like them being like, I don't know if I could predict United to win the title even after the way they started because they haven't beaten anybody. They haven't beaten anybody good. They beat you know Bournemouth and Southampton and Hull, and it's like, yeah, but last year they didn't beat those teams. You know, yeah. Bournemouth yeah. away, they lost that game. Southampton at home, they lost that game. Um, you know, as I keep saying, they didn't have any issues against the good teams last year. If you resided if you were a top team in the Premier League last year and you didn't come from North London, United didn't lose to you. We lost to everybody else. And I'm I can't drink the Kool-Aid that those guys are drinking because because you signed Wijnaldum and Leroy Sané or um Sadio Mane um who is like a walking red card waiting to happen. I, I think Wijnaldum is a very good signing. I rate him pretty highly. Signing. Although I do think he's also a similar player to Coutinho, but an inferior player to Coutinho. So that that kind of I don't think seems like a depth signing to me. But I don't you know. think Wijnaldum's a bad signing. But that's exact exactly. He's a depth. He's more of a depth signing, and not like oh, we just got this big, this amazing midfielder. Like yeah. you know, it's not like a Granite Shaka or a Paul Pogba or a uh, Ikai Gundogan. He's not that guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, I agree with the, the Kool-Aid drinkers insofar as, yeah, Liverpool will have a better season than they did last year overall, I think. They will probably finish higher up the table than they did last season. But, like, they're they're not going to realistically challenge for the title this year. And I, I don't know. I think that in this game, I, I'm still going to pick them to win – but I mean, like I said, it's it's so hard because I could see Leicester running away with it just as easily. Um, you know, what I'm going to fun say, to watch though. Yeah, I, I'm going to say three-two Liverpool, and going to say it's probably going to be one of the better games, as also one of the harder to predict this okay. weekend. Then I'll do the reverse. I'll go three-two Leicester. All righty. Riyad Mahrez down that right side. Going up against left back James Milner. Yes. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Do you remember? You remember last year when they played at Old Trafford, and I was like, I'm so excited to watch Riyad Mahrez put Marcos Rojo in his pocket, and he did. It just didn't lead to goals. It's going to be like the same thing this year, this time around. But it's going to lead uh, to goals. Yeah, because oh, nope. As as my friend who's a Liverpool fan said, no one concedes goals better than Liverpool does. Ah. Uh, I don't want to go 3-2. I don't want to go 2-1. I'll go 2-2. I'll go right in the middle. Okay. All right. Hmm. Boy, we're Someone's going to get a point here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, Sunday, we only have one game. That's Swansea against Chelsea. 
Chelsea looking to stay perfect. And will they? That's the big question. I I hope and pray that Swans can take something off them, but I I think you've got to you've got to see Chelsea winning this game. Well, the problem is that Swansea's owner is now distracted by having to play for the LA Galaxy. What? <laughs> Did you not know that Landon Donovan's a part owner of Swansea? Is he really? Well, actually, they're yeah. one of the few, few, maybe the only team in the top flight in England, in any case, that has... I, I know they're not the only team in England, but in the Premier League at the moment that has... Uh, supporters representation on their board of directors because the supporters trust owns like 20% stock or something. They just got a new, a new owner from America, a new American owner who has like, it's like a big investor group and Donovan is one of the investors in that group. Yep. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea have been the, like this, the quiet sneaky team that just aren't going away. Like, everybody's focusing on the two Manchester teams, and there's Chelsea just sitting there also at 100%. Um, all Like, yeah, the first two games, Chelsea are lucky to win, but we keep saying this. United and City have are so not ready to – are so not playing their best football yet. Uh, United, definitely not. City have only looked good for one half against West, Brom, against West Ham. Uh, Chelsea, obviously, you know, they haven't looked great at all, but, again, like – you you keep saying uh, United and Chelsea and City are going to get better. So is Chelsea, and they're just hanging around doing what they have to do. And I I mean, I just I see them doing that again this time mm-hmm. against Swansea, who they're sometimes better than we give them credit for, and then sometimes they're exactly as bad as bad as we give them credit for, or like they're exactly the way we think they are, you know. They beat Burnley, they lost the hole, then they gave Leicester a fight. Yeah. 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 Give me Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, two, I'm, I'm going to go 2 0 Chelsea. I was just going to say 2 nothing Chelsea. Uh oh. Uh oh. There you go. <laughs> yep. I'll go 3 1 for argument's sake because no one keeps a clean sheet anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even Chelsea. Not even who, Chelsea. Not even Chelsea, who kept a clean sheet last week against Burnley at home. Yeah. And David Lewis. <laughs> that was Burnley at home. Back. Now you're going to Wales. It's a tough trip. Europe. You're getting mm-hmm. Europe involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens then. Monday, also one game. That's Sunderland taking on Everton. Dude, next week we return to the week of five straight days of afternoon soccer. I know. I know. Oh my God! Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. For some reason, United's Champions League game got pushed back to Thursday, uh, and then Friday there's a game. Friday. Chelsea play Liverpool. Uh, I was talking to one of the bartenders. I guess that's one what of... you can do when uh, when neither team makes Europe. You can make one team play on Friday and then play again on uh, play one team play on Monday and then play again Friday. Yep. Yeah, that's. I mean, I still think that's kind of ridiculous in terms of the scheduling, but still. I mean, how's that different than a midweek game? <sighs> it's it is it's different insofar as it's like all controlled in house, right? Like. You know, you can say that the EPL considers 
European scheduling and making its own schedule, but like they have complete control over their own fixtures. Like that's oh, the kind of thing that yeah. just shouldn't. This happen. was not scheduled by House EPL. This was scheduled by House Sky Sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yes. that, that's a fair point. I I will concede that point. But st- I mean, it's still it just still it strikes me as not egregious, but just kind of obnoxious. You know? I mean, it, like, I it's, I think it's a great game. I mean, that's a great game to put by itself. Well, no, I, I, mean, I, this is also, this I have nothing is wrong with, like, I have nothing wrong with the, the idea of playing on, you know, like playing that standalone game. It's just the, the well, turnaround. that's because you're not English because the English people hate that idea. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. The Friday night football. Yeah. yeah I have no problem with Friday afternoon football, but, um, First of all, I, yeah, no. How could you not expect this game to be a Friday game when neither team has a European? Mm-hmm. As you like, you you really, like Sky's loving this chance to put this game on Friday night uh, up against nothing. Yeah. When 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 Chelsea and and Liverpool missed out on Europe, it was like you could have penciled this one in yeah. with yeah. neither one of them ever having like a midweek obligation. Yeah, next Pencil week we should take perfect. bets on the overall television audience as opposed to the actual score of the game. <laughs> Even I don't know what. Well, in England, everybody watches. Yeah. Well, I, you know, they watch some games more than others. Okay. Well, Folks, not everybody has Sky Sports. Yeah. Let's move back into Sunderland against Everton, though. The David Moyes Derby. Yes. <laughs> so Sunderland, they sit in 16th place. Everton, they're in fourth. Uh, Moyes has made what ten signings now? Uh, they picked up uh, goalkeeper Mika late here, but is it going to make any difference? No, I like Everton. Yeah, I like Everton too. I think they're putting things together under Ronald Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, Two nothing. Damn it, Seb. Yes. Two one because nobody keeps clean sheets anymore. No, people keep. <laughs> just wait. Everton kept a clean sheet last against, against crappy Stoke. They can keep a clean sheet against against crappy Sunderland. I don't know. The Stadium of Lights will have the power of light behind them, and the Lord of Lights will give Sunderland a goal, but they will still lose two to one. To Everton. Will that goal come via Jermaine Defoe or no, come via Winded Gooch? Isn't. Everton a little bit too good of a team for a Defoe to score? I don't know. He scored against Man City this year. Maybe yeah. he's doing something new. Oh. Yeah. Adding other things to his repertoire. Maybe he's scoring against good teams and not scoring against crap. Maybe he's pulling the last year's United. We'll beat the good teams, but not the bad teams. But then he's not going to score as many goals. This is true. But yeah. he's getting old, so that makes sense. Yeah. Santa Cruz native, Linden Gooch, is going to get another start. Is he? I don't know. I'm asking you. I would expect him to. He yeah. like, why would he lose his place right now? I don't know. He's been, he's been playing well. He was man of the match in one of their games. You know, Jurgen Klinsmann didn't leave him off the team because he wanted him to stay in Sunderland, but it was one of the reasons why. When he said, "You just broke into the team, I'm not going to make you travel to North America, then yeah. then travel back and lose your spot." Yeah. So I would think he's going to stick. He's going to stick with this team. Sunderland scored goals every game. Actually, but not so, this one. I'm gonna go two to one with Elliot. Okay. And this is how Elliot and I pull away from seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just pick the same scores, and yeah. we 
we At least only, you're right. We both picked three games correctly last week. We yeah. both and only one of them did we pick the same game. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was yeah. only the United home game that we that we picked it the same. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if I can uh, sort of close the gap a little when we talk again early next week. Until then, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Paulie is P. Questel WFAN. And Elliot is Keats was better. We still haven't gotten an explanation to that, but whatever. It is what it is. It is <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll take like 30 seconds, so. but we got to keep putting it off. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we got we to gotta build it up more. Yeah, cliffhanger. Uh, and then today's CK main Twitter handle for the site. Until next time, have a good one. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.